0: Let us pray. <laughs> Heavenly Father, would you uh, grace us uh, through working uh, during this time of the sermon? Would you uh, work so that uh, you are the center of the uh, sermon, Uh you are the center of our response to the sermon. Uh, you, are the one, uh, who is uh, you are the one who is honored. Uh, you are the one who is worshiped. Uh, Heavenly Father, may this be a time where, again, you, you work and you work for your glory. We pray to you through our Lord Jesus Christ, amen. A benediction is a prayer to God for his blessing. It is opposite to a malediction, which has to do with God's curse or God's wrath being upon a person or people. The Bible is full of benedictions. Psalm 67, verses one and two. May God be gracious to us and bless us and make his face shine upon us. May your ways be known on earth, your salvation among all nations. 2 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 14. May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. And then just listen to Hebrews 13, verses 20 and 21. May the God of peace, who brought back from the dead our Lord Jesus, equip you with everything good for doing his will. And may he work in us what is pleasing to him through Jesus Christ, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. Those are three of the many benedictions in the Bible. Today, we are going to look at Paul's benediction of Romans chapter 15, verse 13. We perhaps are used to benedictions in the New Testament coming at the end of a book. Indeed, many do. But Paul gives us here In his letter to the Romans, a benediction that comes before the end of it. In fact, Paul gives us more than one benediction in Romans before the end of his writing. Today, once more, we are going to look at his benediction of Romans 15, verse 13. See with me the words, of Romans 15, verse 13. I will read this verse from the New International Version of the Bible. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace, as you trust in him, so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Our consideration of this benediction this morning will have five points to it. And the first point is notice how God is described in Paul's benediction here. Notice how God is described. He is the God of hope verse 13. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him. The phrase the God of hope means that God is the one who gives hope. God is the source of hope. Hope comes from him. In Hebrews 13, God is called the God of peace. Peace comes from God. God imparts peace. In 2 Corinthians 1, God is referred to as the God of all comfort. Comfort comes from God. God is the source of comfort. The God of hope once more means that God imparts hope. But what is this hope here that God imparts? The hope here is rich, very rich in meaning. I'm just going to focus on one aspect of it in our message. It is confident expectation of heaven. It is not a weak aspiration, but a firm expectation of heaven and eternity with God because of knowing Jesus Christ. In the book of Esther, when the Jewish people are being threatened with destruction, Mordecai tells Queen Esther to go to the king in order to save the Jews. And he confidently says to her, Esther chapter 4, verse 14, that if she won't, if you remain silent at this time, relief and deliverance for the Jews will arise from another place. Confident, expectation. Hope here in Romans 15, 13 is firm assurance in reference to the future of being with God one day on the new heaven and new earth for eternity. Firm assurance that God will bring about our full salvation. Paul now, in his prayer to God here, begins by asking the God of this hope to give the believers in Rome more confidence, greater firmness of belief that heaven is awaiting them, stronger assurance that an eternity with God is awaiting them. Years ago, when our our son Ben was a youngster. I promised him some new basketball shoes. I told him that when he got home from school that day, the shoes would be waiting for him. When Ben got off the school bus, I saw him walk and then run down the lane to the house to get his new basketball shoes, so confident was he of receiving them. Paul once again begins his benediction of Romans 15, 13 with the request that God from whom this confidence of heaven comes would give that confidence even more to each one of the believers in Rome. Let me ask you this, do you have confidence in reference to eternity? Do you have confident expectation that heaven is waiting for you and you will be on the new heaven and the new earth forever and ever? Because of going to the Lord Jesus Christ and putting your trust in him as your savior from sin, do you have this confident expectation? Point two, notice what comes from this blessing of confident expectation. Notice what comes from this blessing of Hope. Notice some of the fruit of hope. Joy and peace. Joy and peace. Verse 13. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace. There's a connection, I believe. Hope, joy, and peace. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him. We want joy in our hearts, do we not? And we want peace in our souls that we are right with God. Joy and peace, joy and rest. There are many, many who do not have these graces. You see it on their faces. You hear it in their words. You observe it in their lives. We do not want to be like that. And our heavenly Father does not want us to be like that. Paul tells us that joy and peace come from God's hope. As we confidently look forward to heaven, as we are firm In our eternal life, our hearts will be full of joy. We have the greatest treasure there is, and it will never be taken away from us. Our hearts will be full of joy, and our minds will be at rest with peace. A number of years ago, I put a quote in our church bulletin of some words of Jonathan Edwards. Let me use those words now, just, just changing one of them, to enforce what I am pointing out to us in our second point. Quote, the highest happiness consists in having God. This will make a man happy without anything else, but no other enjoyment Or privileges whatsoever will make a man happy without this. Happiness or joy is built upon the confidence that one has the Lord God in his or her life. That one is savingly loved by God forever. That one has heaven waiting for him or her because of Jesus Christ and peace is built upon that as well. And Paul now in his benediction also prays that the believers in Rome will have this joy and peace from the hope that God gives. He prays for the Christians that they may have deeper hope and from that hope, joy and peace. From time to time, you hear us say, let's pray for one another. Let's pray for one another. We are brothers and sisters in Christ. We are part of the same local household of God. Let's pray for one another. Here are two items for prayer for one another. Hope, deeper hope, greater hope. And from that, joy and peace. We ask you to pray for the leaders. Here's what you can pray in reference to the leaders. Pray that God will strengthen their assurance that they belong to him. And that from that, they will have lives of joy and peace as they go about their ministry here at the church. Point three. Notice what will block. Notice what will prevent our experiencing this joy and peace. Lack of trust in God. Once again, lack of trust in God. Romans 15, verse 13. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you... Trust in him. Listen, hope brings joy and peace. Confident expectation of heaven is a source of joy and peace. But we must have this confident expectation to have this joy and peace. We must have this trust in God to have the fruit of it. If we do not have this trust in God, then we will not have this joy and peace. In James chapter 1, verse 5, James says to believers, "If any of you lacks wisdom, he should ask God, who gives generously to all." Then James says this to the believers in verse 6, "But when he asks, He must believe. God's guidance comes through faith. Ask, receive through faith. Well, what if we don't believe? Verse 7, that man, meaning the one who doesn't believe, should not think that he will receive anything from the Lord. Faith is the means by which we receive from the Lord. The blessings of the Lord come through faith. Here is forgiveness. Here is the righteousness of Christ. We receive them through trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. Here are strength for the Christian life and guidance to be in God's will. We receive them through trust in the Lord God. Here are joy and peace. They are ours through trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. Through confident expectation of eternal life. But if we won't put that trust, if we don't have that trust in God, then we will not experience that joy and peace. Once again, then, Paul, in his prayer to God for God's blessing to be upon the Roman believers, prays that the Roman believers will have greater hope, greater confidence, He prays that they will trust in God in that way and because of that, experience lives of joy and peace. Very briefly, what brings on and builds up faith in God? How does God impart and build up this faith that we're talking about? Let me give just two answers to that question. Number one, the Word of God. As we spend time in the Word of God, the Bible, God imparts and builds up faith. Reverend Rick Phillips, Reverend Richard Phillips is a PCA pastor in Greenville, South Carolina. He used to live in Philadelphia. One day in Philadelphia, before he became a Christian, he helped a lady move a a particular item. And she went on to say to him, If you are looking for a good church, go to 10th Presbyterian Church. Well, he was not only not looking for a good church, he wasn't looking for a church. He wasn't interested in God. But one day, he went to 10th Presbyterian Church and heard Dr. Jim Boyce preach the word of God. And as he continued to attend, he was converted to the Lord Jesus Christ, and he went on to become an associate minister at 10th Presbyterian Church. He is now a senior minister in South Carolina. How does God impart and build up faith by using the word of God? Can you you just quickly think with me why Why it's so hard for us at times to get into the Word of God? Because Satan realizes how strong and how valuable the Word of God is and how God uses it in the lives of people. And so there's a working, a spiritual warfare going on seeking to keep us from the Word of God. Oh, we have such a busy day, we have to put aside the Word of God. Oh, I'm so tired right now, I'll put aside the word of God. Oh, this, oh, that. The word of God is used by God to impart and build up faith. And then number two, fellowship with other believers. God uses other Christians to strengthen our faith. Let's move on now to point four. Point four today is notice what God's will for us actually is in reference to this hope. What his will for us actually is in reference to this hope, it is that we overflow with this hope. Verse 13, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope. That is the way God is. His grace to us is superabundant. His love for us is measureless. His keeping of us is forever. And His will for us believers is to have overflowing hope. What is it that David says in Psalm 23? My cup is almost empty. My cup overflows. The Lord wants our confidence of heaven to be so great, our confidence that he will complete our salvation to be so full that it overflows in our hearts and lives. It overflows and touches the people around us. Just being around us, they get wet with the overflowing of our hope. A friend of mine, a Christian friend of mine was in the hospital and his hope in Christ was so full that he would get out of his hospital bed, put his bathrobe on and walk around telling other people of Jesus Christ. He could not be silent. God's heart and love for us are beyond measure. They know no bounds. And he wants us to have overflowing confidence that we are going to be with him one day forever and ever. And then point five, notice what God does to make this overflowing hope possible. Romans 15, 13 tells us he gives us the Holy Spirit. Romans 15, 13, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit has been given to us for our Christian lives. We are not able of ourselves to become Christians And we are not able of ourselves to experience the Christian life. The the Holy Spirit comes and gives us new hearts and faith in Jesus Christ for salvation. And then the Holy Spirit comes into our lives to lead us in experiencing the Christian life. Romans chapter 5 verse 5 reads, God has poured out his love into our hearts by the Holy Spirit, whom he has given us. The Holy Spirit has been given to us for our Christian lives. We want to get to know the Holy Spirit. We want to understand him and appreciate him. We want to know him, and we want to have him lead us in this overflowing hope. When our Lord Jesus was physically here on earth, he lived his life on earth by the power of the Holy Spirit. At Christ's baptism, John the Baptist saw the Holy Spirit come down from heaven as a dove and remain on him. And it was the Holy Spirit who empowered Jesus Christ to live an obedient life, a righteous life to the Father, It was the Holy Spirit. We need to know that we have the same Holy Spirit as believers, the same Holy Spirit of God, and we want to get to know the Holy Spirit, and we want to have him lead us in this overflowing hope. And so let us pray like Paul did in reference to the believers in Rome, that we will overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. About what do you pray? What basically makes up your prayer life? Physical protection for you and family? Physical health? Help for problems? Once again, what what basically makes up your prayers? children, grandchildren, that you'll do well at work, that you'll do well in school? Here is something God, through Paul, tells us to pray for, for ourselves and other believers. Greater hope, greater assurance that God will complete our salvation, actually overflowing hope super abundant assurance that Christ has prepared a place for us with him forever and the joy and peace that come from that hope let's make Paul's benediction which is the word of God part of our prayer lives let's pray heavenly father We thank you for teaching us this morning about prayer, teaching us in reference to the content of prayer and how what Paul prayed in Romans 15 should be what we also pray as far as content goes for ourselves and for our brothers and sisters in Christ. And so, Heavenly Father, please help us not to forget what we have heard this morning. Please help us to not go on and a week from now, two weeks from now, it has no bearing at all in our lives for you. Please, Heavenly Father, help us to take with us what we have heard from your word and make it a part of our lives for your honor for the blessing of brothers and sisters in Christ and for our blessing as well. In Jesus' name we pray to you. Amen.